Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Teddy Talks podcast. My name is Teddy Parsons, your host and continued agitator for the next 30 minutes or so. I'm so happy you can join us today. On today's episode, we welcome Aaron Knott, Executive Director of Equality Michigan. Hey, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. So thanks again for joining me today as we talk about pride. I just want to make sure that for our listeners that um, today we are talking all things pride and pride is starting on June 1 and uh, my pronouns are he, him, and his. Can you share yours with us? Absolutely. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. Awesome. Thanks so much. Okay. So tell us who is Aaron and what should we need to know about you? Aaron is a public servant. I serve on the Kalamazoo City Commission as Mayor Pro Tep. I'm an organizer. I'm an educator who teaches at Western Michigan University. I'm an aunt, a dog mom, and a partner to my amazing ride or die, Amy Gill. Awesome. Okay, so thanks for sharing that with us. What does pride mean to you? If someone said, tell me what pride is for Aaron, what does that mean? I think, you know, reflecting on pride, as, as queer people, we often spend huge chunks of our lives walking around and constantly thinking about how we present to other people for our own survival. We know being open about our sexualities or our gender identities can come with a real threat of violence if we're too open with the wrong person. And we've learned to be strategic and guarded. You can't just be yourself in casual situations at times. So for me, pride is the anecdote to shame. It would never exist if LGBTQ plus people were quickly and comfortably accepted by the greater community in which they live and work and play. And pride is also about defiance. It's uh, a constructive anger in response to being regularly trivialized and swept to the margins of society. So for me, it's about saying enough is enough. This is who I am. And today I'm going to be proud and not live in fear. Oh my gosh, I just, I feel I got shivers when you said that because, you know, it is, I, when I start thinking about pride, I think about the Marsha P. Johnson who threw that first brick at Stonewall in 1969. Uh, and without her, um, you know, we have a reason to be pride. You talked about uh, not living in fear and resilience. So uh, that was a perfect description. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So how does Equality Michigan celebrate pride? What is What are you guys going to do here in June? I, and I know you celebrate it all year round, 365 days a year, but uh, what do you get anything special planned for pride this year for, for your organization? So Equality Michigan traditionally celebrates pride by supporting the local prides that pop up all over the state of Michigan, uh, supporting the community centers and other organizations that sponsor prides, uh, this year, we're doing that to the extent that we can, because as you're aware, uh, a lot of those uh, gathering in the streets or festival sites have been postponed to the fall. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we're not proud and that we're not going to be celebrating with our friends and neighbors. Uh, so Equality Michigan is sponsoring some road rallies in cities across uh, Michigan where we're looking to have some fun. Uh, socially distanced appropriate fun where we're going to take over Lansing and Ferndale as two examples. Uh, and do an adult scavenger hunt, you know, awarding some prizes, getting out, uh, having fun with one another, and, uh, you know, really just trying to be visible. Um, and again, uh, it's about saying this is who we are, and today we're celebrating and we're not afraid. 
Awesome. So Aaron, how can um, somebody, let's just say in a rural area who doesn't really have access and, you know, obviously we're still under the pandemic, how can they celebrate, uh, celebrate pride? What, what would you say uh, there are some other ways you can celebrate pride without having to be at a pride festival? Is there some ways somebody uh, who wants to celebrate pride, but, uh, you know, really can't leave their home, what can they do? I mean, there's all sorts of opportunities online. So last year, you know, Equality Michigan and other organizations joined the governor for a virtual pride celebration. It's my expectation that something similar will happen this year. Equality Michigan hosted a lunchtime live event with the lieutenant governor that people, you know, got to participate in live, or if it didn't work out for their schedules, they could watch it after the fact. We streamed it through our Facebook page. And so there's organizations, you know, near and far and college campuses that will have pride related activities online for folks to get involved in. We also have some, you know, summer action activities that are coming up sponsored by Equality Michigan, where we want to be in districts across the state talking about the issues that matter to us, the issues that impact our daily lives. So we'll be blasting out through our email uh, supporter list, as well as through social media opportunities for folks to get involved in some light activism activities over the summer months. That's awesome. So Aaron, with Equality Michigan, this just popped into my head, I'm going off script here, uh, but this just popped into my head. Does Equality Michigan have like a resource kit or a tool kit that say somebody wants to talk to their organization, their company about getting invested in pride? Is there information they can get from Equality Michigan to do this? You know, that's a great question. Formally, there's there's not a toolkit on our website that I can just point to, you know, go to equalitymi.org uh, and click resources and there it is. However, um, myself and the team, we answer these questions all the time, working with employees for uh, and companies big and small across Michigan that say, you know, they want to start up an employee resource group or they want to get involved, uh, whether it's in a road rally or in some of our ac other activities, what can they do? And on a one-on-one -on -one basis, we kind of go through scripts and ways in which they can organize internally, uh, utilizing some best practices. But I think that you're right, that you've identified you know, something that we really should lift up because now that we've gotten a taste of, of operating in a virtual environment because of the pandemic, so I did catch that and thank you so much for that. Um, you know, so Aaron, as we, you know, we talk about pride. Um, we saw the Marriage Equality Act pass in 2015 and five years later, we witnessed the Supreme Court's decision on the 1964 Civil Rights Act to now protect LGBTQ plus employees from discrimination based on sex in the workplace. So we have the right to marry and some of us feel more secure at work but do you believe much has changed for LGBTQ plus persons? You know, we do have the right to marry, but until we have uh, discrimination laws on the books that protect us from losing our jobs, our housing, and you know, the being denied service because of who we are, whom we love, uh, you know, I don't think that we have uh, we that we have achieved full equality at this point in time. Uh, I, I know you've heard the old uh, saying that, you know, married on Saturday, fired on Monday. And so again, I celebrate the fact that we can get married. It comes with a lot of, uh, a lot of benefits and uh, it, it shows to our friends and neighbors that, you know, we're just as equal as it relates to that commitment step in our relationships. 
However, we have seen since marriage equality has become the law of the land, a rise in hate crimes. And it's complicated because, you know, if we don't have discrimination laws on the books and you've been a victim of an act of violence, yet you don't work for a company that protects LGBTQ workers, or you live in a, a rural or suburban area where you're afraid of being kicked out of your housing or denied housing, um, you know, it's hard to report those hate crimes or those acts of violence. So we have a lot of work yet to do. Yeah, and I think before when I spoke to you, you've been on the road a lot about the, um, the Elliot P. Larson Act. Is that correct? And you're working hard on that uh, uh, from a local, state, and uh, city uh, ordinances. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, for the last 37 plus years, there have been attempts to amend our Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act to explicitly include sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression as protection. So you can't be discriminated against because you identify as LGBTQ+. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, we have a patchwork system here in the state of Michigan where there are, you know, 50-some municipalities that provide some form of non-discrimination. And while that's good if you live in a city like Kalamazoo or you work for a corporation that believes in equality for all of its employees, it leaves a lot of Michiganders out. So we're working hard to pass that amendment to modernize the Civil Rights Act to include sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression. Awesome. Yeah, it's, you know, I, you know, talked to a group of HR professionals a few months ago, and uh, a couple of them had said that, um, you know, even though, you know, in uh, June this, uh, you know, 2020, they, you know, passed, the Supreme Court passed the non-discrimination thing, they said that a lot of companies just find other ways uh, to let LGBTQ plus people go. Um, and it's really hard to prove that's why they did it. So I'm really glad you guys are working hard on that. So thank you. So what do you believe the next five years will look like for the LGBTQ community? Uh, do you think it's gonna get better or do you think it's gonna remain the same? What's your thought? Well, I think that we've already seen in you know, the first and part of the second quarter of 2021, things getting dramatically better for our community as a President Biden has rolled back a number of the hateful administrative policies that came out of the Trump administration. Um, whether we're talking about the trans military ban or just as recently as uh, last week, um, you know, trans healthcare, uh, you know, if you're a transgender individual or uh, because of your sexual orientation, you are protected under the Affordable Care Act sec section 1557. Uh, so discrimination is no longer permitted based on who you are, or who you love. These are just a couple of, of quick examples uh, coming out of Washington, D.C. And, you know, we know in terms of polling that over 77% of Michiganders support full equality for the LGBTQ plus community. So organizations like Equality Michigan and the community centers and PFLAGs, we're working hard to make sure that the issues that impact our community's daily lives are front and center in front of policymakers, whether that's a local uh, you know, municipal commission such as the Kalamazoo City Commission where I serve or all the way up to the state level. Uh, working with the governor's uh, administration as well as the legislature, um, you know, to make sure that we're pushing uh, legislative initiatives forward that that will really kind of bring um, full equality to our community. Yeah, yeah, and Aaron, with all the hard work that Equality Michigan is doing and several other organizations here in Michigan. 
Uh, let me ask you, do you think there is some sense of responsibility to the LGBTQ plus community to understand our important history and uh, to be more actively involved in the in this hard work? Your thoughts? I think that we need the entire community and our allies working together with us. Um, I mean, we're stronger together. You know, I've been working in progressive politics now for the last you know, 10, 15 years. And when we silo ourselves off into our specific issue area, uh, it, we don't have the same kind of one-two punch uh, when it comes to moving our agenda forward. So we need all of our community to, to get involved to the extent that they're able. We need our allies to support us. And we need to ring that bell that, you know, we're not going away. We're not going back into the closet. We, just like everybody else, deserve um, full equality that starts with amending the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act. But it also, uh, you know, it's about conversion therapy, banning uh, junk science that tortures LGBTQ kids. It's about making sure that, okay, now that we have, you know, uh, a, a policy in place that states if you're a transgender woman, you can't be discriminated against when it comes to receiving quality, affordable health care. Well, it's making sure that the insurers are actually sticking with that policy and they're listening to their patients and doctors in terms of what is medically necessary and not based on, you know, loose criteria that they have developed. There's a lot of work to be done. And, and again, I'm eager to continue to lead this charge on behalf of Equality Michigan. Yeah, and I really appreciate you uh, bringing, mentioning uh, like our transgendered community. I, I think part of a work that we can all do uh, right now is uh, to uh, be more understanding and to learn more about um, uh, using the appropriate pronouns um, and recognizing people's gender identity, their sexual orientation and being uh, in conforming uh, to how people want to represent. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. But you're starting to see, I mean, you, you started our conversation with what are my pronouns and we've been on Zoom, right, for the last year and I've seen so many people on Zooms identifying their pronouns um, you know, uh, as part of just meeting etiquette at this point in time. So I think that, you know, we are now recognizing that we can't just assume what somebody's pronouns are and we're being more proactive in, in asking how people identify on the front end before conversations even begin. Yeah, and you know, one thing I'll say to our listeners, um, you know, I heard somebody in a conversation say in a Zoom thing last week about, I'm learning to be more tolerant. I almost lost my mind. I'm like, well, no, you need to be more accepting. Uh, tolerance is a permissive word this saying, you know, that I, I'll accept it because I have to. We need to be more accepting and open, opening and confirming. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. Absolutely. And it, it's exciting. I mean, Again, having spent just like you have the last year on Zoom, um, seeing the the number of people that might not be the the usual suspects, you know, being open and accepting, it's 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 really positive. It's particularly positive because we're going into Pride Month and we're going into the summer of action that Equality Michigan is going to be sponsoring and the push for le legislative change. And, and just it's the little touches where you recognize the vast majority of Michiganders are behind us and believe that we deserve fairness and equality. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm 55 years old. And if you would have asked me 10 years ago, um, you know, will I ever see in my lifetime LGBTQ plus people getting married, I'd have probably laughed. I'm like, gosh, no, it's never going to happen. But um, I think, you know, uh, I, for me, when I think about pride, I, um, I'm filled with, my pride is really filled with uh, hope and uh, for a really bright future. And uh, if you think of how far we've come from Stonewall, 1969 to now, it's incredible. And, you know, and to me, the work Equality Michigan's doing and uh, our allies, um, you know, the future looks bright. And so I remain hopeful in all of that. Okay, so let me ask you, as we prepare for Pride season, um, and, you know, people start to really think about this and hopefully we're going to engage them and get them to open their mind about pride. Uh, what is uh, one of your favorite books or movies that represents pride to you that you think is a, a representation of something you really like that you would recommend if somebody said to me, Aaron, I really need to learn more. What can I watch or what can I read? So the two movies I'll give you or plays for that matter. They're not pride explicit uh, movies. However, I saw them as a, a young woman and they have um, LGBTQ like positive characters, characters that are you know, celebrated throughout the course of, of the performance. And, and that would be Hedvig and the Angry Inch as well as Rent. Um, just talking about Rent for a minute, it came out when I went to college and I remember seeing it at Miller Auditorium and just being electrified. I mean, electrified by the music, um, the affirming words, uh, the mantra about no day but today, all of it, right? I just, I've, I've walked out of that, um, that auditorium many, many years ago with my chest puffed out, my head held high and really feeling like I belong somewhere um, as, as part of this community. Hedwig and the Angry Inch, similar, you know, kind of feeling when I saw that in Chicago off, you know, in a theater someplace off Halstead Street, uh, I left and was electrified. It, again, the music, the lyrics, the celebration of the community, it's, it just would be two um, musicals that I would encourage somebody to check out. Yeah, it, I love that you brought up Rent. Um, I think it's one of the greatest, uh, you know, musicals. A long run on Broadway. It's made a, you know, we just saw it what a, a year a year ago come back on TV, uh, and uh, so I love. And my niece obviously is going to be screaming because you said that one of her favorite. Uh, uh, musicals. So, you know, for me, I think when um, on Netflix, there's a series, I know, it, I think it's on FX originally, but called Pose. And I know you and I talked about this. And I think you actually had one of the main characters. Didn't you do an event with someone from Pose? We did. Last year at Mission Equality, our annual, you know, late summer, fall fundraiser, uh, because it was virtual, our virtual speaker was Dominique Jackson. And I got to tell you, it was electrifying to have Electra Abundance as our keynote speaker. Um, she provided some remarks, and then she gave about 20 to 25 minutes of very personalized one-on-one -on -one Q and A. So people that were on Zoom in their backyard or wherever they were, they could you know raise their hand, get called on, and and have a few minutes with Dominique Jackson. You know, I watched Post Sunday evening the the episode that was. Uh, exclusively about uh, Electra Bundick's, you know, history and how she became who she she is in, in the show that we know. Um, and I just, I beamed the whole time. She was gorgeous. And I got, I got to just reflect on the fact that 
I spent, you know, 90 minutes with Dominic Jackson last summer. Who would have thunk? It was, it was really just kind of electrifying to, to look back at it. Yeah, so I, at this point, I would have to insert that I'm a little jealous of that, but I'll move on past it. How <laughs> awesome is that? So, Erin, as we prepare to wrap up our time together, which I'm so grateful for you being here, what is some parting words you would have for our listeners as we reflect and we think about pride and as pride season comes upon us? What are some things you would like to leave with our listeners? You know, I was talking to a group of teenagers just the other day that were talking about the fact that they were disappointed they couldn't go down to the festival site here in Kalamazoo uh, for Pride this year. And I tried to challenge them to think about, well, yes, it's it's disappointing that we can't gather, you know, over a, a nice weekend in June um, and listen to music and, and and look at all the booths and, you know, I don't know, dance and twirl and, and just have a good time. That, that there are opportunities to do real work right now. And while that's not to be a substitute or a fix for the party portion, uh, I need people, you know, whether it's after the party or in, in lieu of a party to think about how to make a lasting impact on our community. And, and again, I, I need folks to volunteer to, if not with Equality Michigan, with other organizations or community centers, and just ask the question, how can I get involved? How can I be helpful? Uh, because we have a lot of work to do. And I think you know now is the time to really start amplifying the agenda and what's at stake because next year is a big election year and everything that's on the Michigan ballot is up next year. And so we gotta make sure that we maximize our time right now so that we're winning pro-equality policy change up and down, you know, just at all levels of government. Awesome. And at this point, I'm going to insert a shameless plug for Equality Michigan. Uh, and I reserve that right as the host. I would really encourage everyone under the episode narrative to visit your website, which will be listed on there. And if you want to get your pride on, um, you can donate financially to make sure this great work Erin and her team are doing um, continues. And uh, so I would encourage people to really support the organization, become a member. And so um, Aaron, again, thank you so much for joining me today on Teddy Talks. Thank you. I look forward to talking again. Yeah, and I have truly enjoyed our conversation and hope we will see you again on a future episode. You can find out more about Aaron and how to connect with her at teddytalks.com. So on behalf of Aaron and I, thanks again, everyone, for joining us on this special episode, Pride 2021 of Teddy Talks. Remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea, or a martini, and let's keep talking. Mm -hmm.